Okay, welcome to Fahrenheit Performance Podcast, episode number eight, lucky eight. Uh, today we have the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Boonkje. Uh, I think you like to go by Boon, most people know as, as Boon, right? Yep. Um, Team Singapore cyclist, uh, Sea Games cyclist. We'll talk a bit about that a little later. Yep. Why don't you introduce yourself, Boon, uh, about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Martin. Um, I'm 35 years years uh, year old, years old this year. Uh, I am husband to my beautiful wife uh, Kimberly, uh, father to my incredible son uh, Kai, who's two and a half, and a ten-year-old dog Gladys. <laughs> Uh, I am working full-time as a podiatrist. Mm -hmm. I run a private practice called Podiatry Quest. Yep. We help uh, patients and, and, and people uh, with foot and low limb problems uh, and we treat them and hopefully they stay pain-free uh, and, and they're able to move and walk around and do what they like. Um, on the cycling front, uh, as you have alluded to, I have uh, represented Singapore three times at the uh, Southeast Asian Games. Mm -hmm. Once in 2019, uh, the second time in 2021, and the third time was last year in 2023. And my best result was uh, third at the Criterium event in 2023 uh, in Vietnam in yep. 2020. Sorry, best uh, best result was 2021, sorry, uh, in Vietnam. Which uh, is actually in 2022. Exactly, because of COVID. Right. Um, I, wanted, I, I want to talk to you about podiatry, but I think that will be a really big can of worms. So I think we'll come back another time and talk just podiatry with, with Belinda and we'll yeah. do a foot episode or something because if we talk podiatry, we'll be, in a, we'll be two hours we'll long. To, we'll stay till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So um, tell me, you've been doing cycling for 15, 15 years, close to 15 years now, like competitively? Yeah, almost 15. I started when I was 22. Okay. Yeah, I started riding bikes when I was 22. Uh, I so started, why did you start riding bikes? Oh, just... I, well, to be frank, I, ever since when I was a little kid, I just loved riding bikes around the neighborhood. Yeah. I think any cyclist can attest to the joy uh, and thrill you, you have. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the, 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 it sounds cliche, uh, a little kid going downhill, wind in your hair. Yeah, uh, memories like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just the pure joy of cycling. You're not, you're not competing for anything. You're not trying to win anything. It's just the pure love of the bike. Uh, I think when you're a kid, cycling becomes your escape and you can travel such great distances in without being yeah, tired. Yeah, exactly, stuff, so. exactly, yeah. And I used to like like ride, riding around the block and um, when I, and then I was just doing it for leisure and then when I went to secondary school mm -hmm. and, and junior college or whatever, I, I played competitive, t competitive table tennis. Not many people actually really? know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I was actually... Did you DSA table tennis? Or I did DSA table tennis. <laughs> oh, nice. so it's purely okay. for educational reasons. Yeah. Uh, but also, I, I did enjoy the sport as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's obviously night and day compared yeah. to cycling. Um, and then... Uh, Is there anything that you brought over from table tennis to cycling? Like concentration or skill or hand-eye coordination or... Interesting you say that actually. I think the, the journey I had, I had playing table tennis, I wasn't very good at it at the start. Uh, but the journey as to how I basically train as hard as I could mm. uh, from a young age consistency. and try consistency uh, basically gave me the right values and, 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 and uh, lessons to possibly do well in cycling yeah. uh, and that's purely by my own personal experience with table tennis mm -hmm. um, and so that was that uh, but when I got to the age of 18 uh, in NS you know towards the tail end of our NS with a couple of friends we had a bit of money from mm -hmm. NS and uh, and we just saw people riding bikes along the road one yeah. day and we're like, man, let's, let's go get some bikes and yeah. ride around. So what uh, was your first bike? 
It was a uh, Merida, uh, Alabama okay. Merida. Uh, too small for me. Uh, so just for just that's not fifty two. Yeah, it's a fifty two. Okay, yeah, spot on. I'm actually okay. fifty six, so it's like two yeah. sizes smaller. So I was cramped up, and uh, but I loved it, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, and funny enough, uh, the guys who I started riding with, they actually stopped riding, and, and I was the only one who has continued to this this point. Um, uh, purely also because of, of the of the journey I've had. Yeah. Uh, and and I think they had a few crashes, and they were a bit psyched out of it. So you started cycling before you moved to Australia. Yes. So I started riding in Singapore, just along the roads, you know, yeah. the regular crunchy loops, uh, going out to Pongo, and mm-hmm. at the time it was just forested, and Selita yeah. Camp was actually a camp. Uh, those those who have cycled long enough can can actually uh, remember that. Uh, and then when I moved to Australia to do a degree in podiatry, that's when I really picked it up uh, mm-hmm. because of the environment, yeah. the terrain uh, is more open land. And I think that like in Australia, when I was living in America as well, there's like a race every single weekend. Sometimes there's a Saturday race and a Sunday race. Yeah. So you can pick up races all whenever you want. Whereas here, Tour of Batam, and everybody goes there, yeah. and then. Tour Phuket, everybody goes there. It's so much different. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think that also kicked off the competitive side of uh, of of my my journey of cycling, mm-hmm. uh, and that also uh, contributed to my passion and my interest in cycling purely because, like you said, you know, you, uh, the grassroots racing scene there is is amazing. You yeah. know, you can eat like in uh, in summer, which is the best time of the year mm-hmm. in Australia. You know, it, it's back to nine o'clock. Yeah, you can almost race every night of the week. Uh, uh, Along with this, along crit circuits within the city. So yeah. you, you, if you're working, if you're in uni, which is which is where I, what I was doing, you you go to class and then you, jump, you head back after your your classes and you jump on your bike, you ride down half an hour, an hour, of a, which is a warm up yep. to a crit course, mm-hmm. uh, and then you just bang. Which up. is normally an old industrial estate or, or something yeah, or, like that, or, right? Or the one I, I used to go to, uh, which is the, the Hawthorne Cycling Club. Those yep. who know Melbourne well. Uh, they have it uh, on Q Boulevard within the city, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just this the infamous teardrop circuit, and it's the hardest crit course in Melbourne because uh, it's a little hill. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much a hot dog, but it goes up a hill and it comes down the back, and it, you come down to the hairpin and so you hairpin at the bottom of the hill and then you go up again. You blast oh, up again. God. So actually, the last I was um, doing it, the in doing Green Tree last year, we Calvin and I, uh, who's Calvin's a national cyclist as well, we went back to Melbourne uh, for training. Yep. And I did the uh, the Melbourne uh, this this same crit course that I did. I almost forgot how hard it was, but when I look at my numbers uh, after that, I normalized uh, for those numbers. Number those those geeks, uh, power geeks out there. I normalized four hundred eleven for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's proper hard. Yeah, four hundred eleven watts for forty five minutes. So that's FTP is like three ninety or three eighty yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full like one hour effort, yeah. and obviously, it's, you know, it's it's gonna be. Varied because of the of the nature of the course, you just mm-hmm. blasting out of the corner at a thousand watts, over a thousand watts, and then and then you know it's a downhill, so you're kind of coasting out the back and then you're blasting up. But the some people think that the, those sort of courses are it's the uphill that is hard. Sometimes it's the downhill that's hard yeah. because you've you've shelled everyone off the uphill and you're trying to yeah, make yeah. as much gap as yeah, you can yeah, on the downhill. Yeah. So everyone, you don't you don't coast. It's not like you coast down the hill and then you go up and no, you're, yeah. you're gunning it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your heart rate is always high, and you know you used to keep it's repeated sprints basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, and basically that was uh, my first race uh, right there. I can I can still remember it. I was in C grade. Mm. I, I at that point I was really riding a little bit because just out of interest. Yeah. And and I was placed second in my oh, nice. first crit race. And then uh, the the handicapper the the commissar was like, great, you're second next week. B grade. Yeah. Off you go. So in Australia <laughs> they have C grade, which is like the beginners, right? And then B yeah. grade, and then A grade is the, like. Uh, very exactly. Very yeah. good. Is there a higher than A grade? Is that semi pro or NRS? Is NRS above A? Yeah. Officially above A grade. Yeah. So within the club, A grade is the highest. So if yeah. you are like you know 
Tadi Pogacar and you walk up to the club, you raise A grade. It's okay. just the, the way. So it's like a catch all for all the correct, pros correct. or yeah, correct. pros. Or but if you want to rank them, obviously, you know, uh, a club A grade standard would not be as high as a state A grade race, and a state oh, A grade okay. race would not be as high as a national road series yep. um, okay. uh, race, right? Because uh, just purely because <coughs> it's national, state, and then club. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and on the so you showed up the next week in your big suddenly in your big grade. Big grade, and, and I was just hooked, you know, because every week you, you just race, yeah. you you look, you basically um pick up all the little skills, and you you just buzzing to go again. And when you're time. racing that like that often, you you don't feel bad when you have a bad no, race. You no, don't, exactly. Like, pick yourself up and you're like, having on yeah. the next week. And I think that's one of the the biggest lessons uh, that I learned unknowingly right is is that you just never afraid to try mm. you're never afraid of like looking bad you know because yeah. it's not like one race a year and then you're like i have to show off yes. i have to do well gotta and get like, in the break correct i have to get in the break i have to get a result you know uh and, and you don't have that pressure in yourself which then actually ironically prevents you from performing and, and being a better cyclist you know so basically you rock up one one uh one race and you Try to nail the corner and, and, and do do a, a long range attack. If it doesn't yeah. work out, you know you f- figure out why. Yeah. And you learn the lessons. You try you might try something different the next time. Sit in the pack the whole time. Sit, the next time. Yeah, and then you so you mix it up and you just learn so quickly. Then yeah. your, your yeah. learning curve is just exponential at that point. Yeah. So I basically uh, did that and and I slowly booked my way up from C grade to B grade to mm-hmm. A grade uh, and 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 soon you know I was uh, within a few months actually I was in A grade and and and. Uh, I was just loving the uh, competitive aspect, you know, just making friends. It was, you know, so it was as much as a, of a social thing as, as it was a competitive thing. Yeah. Um, and, and somehow you found yourself on the African wildlife safari cycle. Yeah, yeah. So, so what I, is that? What what was that? It's a. It's still the best jersey I've won. Uh, <laughs> you still have it. I still have it. Nice. Actually, uh, it's got a big line out the front. You know, uh, emblazed with red and yellow uh, livery. It's, of it's course. an awesome jersey. Because uh, yeah, they are an Africa Wildlife uh, mm-hmm. uh, Safaris uh, um, uh, travel um, agency, right? Yeah. Um, and that so, was a that was a NRS. Yeah, so they were the sponsors, which and is like pro Conti thing. Yeah, so a Conti, so they were a Conti level. Uh, so basically, I, I I won a state level race, and mm-hmm. I think at that time the the team was just uh, forming. Yep. So I got a, a notable notable result, and they they reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, will you be interested in, in joining the team?" Yeah. Uh, which I was more than happy to. Yeah. Uh, not knowing I was going to get into, uh, because the jump from club club level racing to the national road series is quite quite a big jump. Yeah. Because you're competing across the board with all over Australia, uh, and you have riders who who was who were Australian riders who were competing in Europe or even yep. like international riders, you know, competing in Europe who who have come back and racing the National Road series and then you have like talented uh junior upstarts uh that were racing mm-hmm. uh and trying to learn the ropes, you know. So when I was the year the so the Australian scene has produced like a whole um uh you know but a whole um uh, uh there's so a dis- disproportionate number of High level. Yeah, athletes, so right? many athletes have come out of the National Road Series uh, of, of the recent years and, and they've gone to the World Tour straight from the National Road Series. Yeah. By the time when I was there, it was still quite an unknown concept uh, yeah. where you can step from the National Road Series to the World Tour. So when, when is this? Is this, this is 20, what, 2012. So I did two seasons, 2012 and 2013. Yeah. Uh, and that the year, the two seasons... And you're still are, a full-time student? Yeah, full-time student. More of a part-time student and full-time cyclist, <laughs> if, if you want to put it that way. But yes, I was a full-time student. Yeah. Uh, doing podiatry and then you know just racing my bike in my, mm-hmm. my free time. So how much how much is involved? Is it how much training were you were you doing back then for that sort of team? Yeah, so actually not 
that much because I was racing a lot, so I think yeah. that's where you got the intensity. So you know, uh, the racing will, will, I guess, add into the, the hours, Yeah, right? correct, correct. So I was probably doing anything from 15 to 20 hours mm-hmm. uh, with racing included. Uh, and, and because of the racing, it's a natural interval yeah. session and, and, and it, it was just giving, it gives you the, the, the right stimulus to get fitter. Yeah. So basically, the, the rest of the time, you just try to recover and then you're just racing again. Uh, you we do like tours uh, within the national road series, which were six to seven days, mm-hmm. you know, five days. So I guess it's mostly up the east coast, right? Up the east coast, yeah. So we went within Victoria actually. So Victoria yeah. and Melbourne is, is actually quite a uh, it's the, the the capital of cycling in Australia, mm-hmm. if you like to put it that way. Uh, so most of the cyc- most of the races I was doing were within Victoria, but I travelled up to uh, Tasmania once. Perth uh, mm-hmm. went up to Toowoomba and in, in uh, Queensland. Yeah, did a few races there. It was it was awesome, man. Yeah. yeah, and and those those two seasons when I was there, uh, the the stars of those that those two seasons uh, within the NRS were Nathan Haas yeah. and Steve Wanhoff. He, he became they both became pros. And the Garmin, yeah, yeah. started Garmin Sharp, and then the next year in twenty thirteen was Nathan Earl, uh, who went the Team Sky. Okay, and now he's racing for Team Yugo um, in Japan. Yeah. And uh, Jack Haig, Jack Haig, yeah, who's still in, but who's still Barry now in Van Vickers, yeah, World Tour team. Were they in your team or they were in the no, 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 you, team. you're competing against them. Oh, they no. were the ones drilling at the front, and I was yeah. the one that's just the the victim of the. Uh, <laughs> I was the nearly with the hammer. <laughs> yeah, there was there was there was the story for most of the races. So then, two thousand. So when did you finish your podiatry? I finished in twenty fourteen. Okay, so you two so years then. You, did you come straight back to Singapore? Or did you work I in did. Australia for a while? No, so I, I was on a scholarship actually. So okay. I was racing on government money, government money <laughs> uh, which I suppose, you know, you could say what I paid back with, yeah. uh, uh, in terms of my cycling yeah. uh, uh, exploits later down yeah. the road. So, yeah, sure. you know, don't feel bad if you're seeing this at Singapore government. And you worked for the government for a And I did, yeah, years. so I was on a scholarship. So I was, yeah. uh, I came back and I, I was um, having to work. I was bonded, right? Yeah. Um, and I had to come back and, and fulfill my bond. Mm-hmm. And worked in the government hospital for a period of five years, yeah. and I ended up staying for seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so when I came back from Australia, I, I took a bit of a break with cycling. Mm. Uh, I stopped riding for a period of one and a half to two years. Any any reason? <sighs> just, just because of culture shock yeah. of being back and then adjusting and cycling in to, Singapore is different. To be fair, to be hundred percent honest, I just wanted to be a normal person. Yeah. Yeah, as not as a normal uh, young adult, right? Mm. Well, that didn't work out. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. I just wanted to uh, in the same place. Just wanted to like you know go out, not. Uh, I'm not saying that this is this. This was I regret. Obviously, I don't regret any of it. But yeah. but you know like sometimes as a as an athlete, you know you you can't go out and have beers. You can't yeah. stay out late. You can't party like you know like mm-hmm. every young adult did. So I kind of missed out a little bit on that, and I wanted to just not. Uh, I just wanted to just let go a little bit. Yeah, it didn't have to be accountable for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really so, did. which I, which I actually, uh, so I, I did that for a while, but I was still racing. I did a tour of Bintan. Yeah, uh, I think I met you the first time yeah, yeah, yeah. on the tour of Bintan. I remember because Belinda and I we had a booth. Yeah, and we were sitting in the booth, and like no one was talking to us because when. When you show up to races, no one we're giving free taping, and no one wanted free taping mm. because no one wanted to show injury. You show up to a race, and you've got a taping on your leg, and everyone's going to attack you for the leg or whatever, right? So then you came up, you had big puffy hair. I think your hair was like almost shoulder length, or it was long. <laughs> yep. And then you said, "Oh yeah," and Belinda, Belinda already already knew you. I didn't know you. Yeah. You said, "Oh yeah, I'm in the. I'm going to try my best today." And he said, 
I want to try to get in the break or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah. good luck to you. You're yeah. in, a, you're in cat, a, a grade. Or yeah, cat yeah, cat one back then they call it. Yeah, cat one, and then um, and then we caught up again later, and he said, "Yeah, you got in the break, and now you're third overall." I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's this guy, buffy hair, and suddenly he's third overall? Yeah, yeah. So I was basically not like I was not riding much at all. I think I was doing eight hours a week of yeah. riding, uh, and I was just doing a little bit. It's more consistent training, uh, mm. leading up leading up to a uh, to a bit time, and uh, just lucked out and finished yeah. third overall. Well, you got the you got the race acumen, you got the yeah, you got the race, well, I, you know I, what to do. Yeah. And just so I was going through like cycles back then, so because I was kind of dabbling in cycling, and, and I met a, a, f- a few good friends mm. here. I was kind of and they wanted me to race because of my history, and, and yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'll race. So I'll go through cycles of trying to um, r- ride more for like three months, yeah, and then. To like the tour of for example, and I've stopped running for three months yeah. and then do three months again. That's sort of like what, what, what I do. Yeah, right I was now. like, yeah, <laughs> three, for three months, I'd be like going out and staying laid, laid out, yeah. uh, partying, and then going back and then deciding that, okay, that's too much. I need to like, you know, try to get some form of routine. And, and I, I still innately enjoyed riding my bike. So mm-hmm. I went back into a bit of a training cycle and then do a, a, some sort of a regional race or whatever yep. race. Uh, so it's kind of like ebbing and flowing that way. Yeah. So for two for, um, for some time. Minton was it 2016? 16, yeah. 2016. Yeah. But then fast forward a few years, you um I was just looking at your stats. So Road Champ 2022. Mm. ITT 2021. Mm. But I think it's your consistency that's better. You were second 2023, 2019, 2018 for the road, as mm. well as 2012, 2013. Yeah. Don't forget that one. Yeah, yeah I yeah. saw that 20, yeah, yeah. 2012, 2013 as well. So yeah. Um, what, from being high level, taking a couple of years off, and then building back up to that. Yeah. How did you? What, how did that long build take? How long does it take to get back into form and and to be be where you wanted to be again? Yeah. So I just started being competitive again, not not out of uh, wanting to do the sea games or, mm. or wanting to do anything. I, it was just basically I, I had a bunch of mates and I just enjoyed riding and racing with them again. Yeah. And are they still just, riding, are they still riding that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them have. have moved uh moved back to because they were a couple of them were expats so they mm. moved on to other countries and mm-hmm. we still keep in touch um but at the point it was just me enjoying the bike and just enjoying the competition of it and yeah. and, and um not really thinking much you know just enjoyed riding my bike hard and and yeah. winning something you know yeah. if you like we're gonna put it away and then just having a laugh about it and you could say one thing led to another. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I mean, so back. So when you were building back up again, how much how much training in hours were you doing a, a week? Like ten to eleven. Okay. Twelve. Yeah, just be more consistent mm-hmm. and knowing like also a little bit how to train. And I think actually the muscle memory part played a big big role in yeah. in, in, in that my uh, the years I was racing in, in Australia. Uh, surprising, I was also a bit surprised how how quickly it came back. Mm. Uh, in that I I suppose I didn't have to do that much training to be competitive. Yeah, in within the within the regional or even the uh, the club level regional senior, mm-hmm. uh, and then I decided that I think I suppose where it got a little it got more serious was that in twenty eighteen after I finished uh, second at the nationals to to uh, Chunhua, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Adrian, who's the national coach, then approached yeah. me and said, "Look, you know, uh, would you like to do the Sea Games of twenty nineteen?" Yeah, and I thought that man, that sounds that sounds cool. So like, yeah. Once in a lifetime experience, right? I would have well, not once in a lifetime, three times in a yeah, life, no, no lifetime. Exactly, man. So, uh, so that that's kind of can come back to uh, to bite me a little bit. But yep. I just wanted to, you know, ha- have the experience and wanted to just give it my best shot. Yeah. Um. So I said, yeah, cool. I'll do it. Uh. And I did. 
And so getting ready for SEA Games 2019, you're going from 12 hours a week to the ramp up to 15, 20 hours a week, how, just yeah, so, your first SEA so, Games, right? Correct, yeah. So the course and, and it's been on the 2019 SEA Games was uh, in, in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. it finished the, if it started on top of the volcano, you went down to the to the bottom of the crater and you've really sucked the volcano, <laughs> so it's a mountain top finish. And and I, I knew from the start I didn't have a chance, right? Yeah, because you're not really a climber, right? No, 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 I can't look at, let me look at me, right? I'm like a big boy. Um, but I just wanted to go in and, and, and just give my, give my best shot and I wanted to help the team uh, yeah. win something, you know. And at yeah. that point, uh, Chun Park was one of the best climbers in Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was on a red hot, red hot year that year. Yeah. Uh, before the SEA Games, he was, I think, he won the best Southeast Asian jersey at the Tour of Indonesia. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was a real uh, medal winning chance. Yeah. And at that point, we have, we have not won a medal uh, on the road cycling uh, front for mm -hmm. 30 years or something. Oof. Yeah, so I just wanted to, you know, to the back of my mind, I just I just wanted to play a part in, in trying to get the best result possible. Yeah. Uh, so I actually decided that, look, I'm going to take a bit of a pause uh, with my job as a yep. podiatrist in the hospital and train full-time because I, I knew uh, from my history intuitively like what it took to be competitive yeah. at, at, a, at, a, at a high enough level. Uh, within, you know, we're talking about re regional level, uh, yep. which is which is basically like a... Re uh, a a conti level yeah. so uh it, it, the kind of um commitment it takes just to do the hours the training the recovery so i, I wanted and i wanted to give it because it was once in a lifetime thing so mm. I, I said look i wanted to give it my best shot mm -hmm. so i decided that i wanted to take no pay leave for work so sabbatical from your yeah. government job so they're quite accommodating to you then they were actually they actually to be frank bent over backwards for me a little yeah. bit uh, i still have to thank them for that they actually decided to still support me during the three Three yeah. months which I took Are off. Are you still bonded? At this I was really like pausing the bond, or is it like no? I, I no. So there was no no um, uh, payback with the bond, yeah. and even started. But your original five year bond that you were we still on. Oh, so they, they basically I ended my bond. Okay, yeah. so you'd already finished that. Yeah, and they wanted to actually um, they actually still supported me with salary during that period. So I actually I'm super thankful to yeah. them this day. I didn't um, have to do that, right? Yeah, I didn't have to do that, and I think SCF chipped in for a month, and then they mm -hmm. covered two months. So I just basically became a full-time bike rider during yeah. the three months. We went, went on training camps, went back to Melbourne again, yeah. uh, went to Chiang Mai for training, mm -hmm. um, and, and just basically, for me, it was just going going all in, because I think that's also my yeah. uh, character and how I approach things. I just wanted so to, for, um, for mortals like us, right? Go, why don't you just go tell us about a training camp week? What would you do on a train? You go to Chiang Mai for a training camp, right? Yeah. Is it like Monday you ride bikes, Tuesday you ride bikes? What like or is it hills or what do you what What's a typical week of a training camp look like for you guys? Yeah, so you definitely have a program to follow, uh, and I think the main thing and you, the main thing in the training camp that sets apart from you doing it on a daily basis is that it's a fairly controlled environment mm -hmm. where. Uh, it's not so much the the riding that's 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 the important part. Obviously, you go to, you would choose a spot where the riding is good, right? Yeah. So that you can access multiple terrain and do yeah. more climbing or do more uh, 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 sp sprint efforts because the roads are, are, are clearer. You don't have to contain your traffic. But I think the main part about the training camp is basically the the the, the everything out off the bike. Yeah. You know, you don't have to worry about um, you know get get. Family, mm. you know, it sounds selfish when I say this. Family, yeah. um, a job, you all, know, all the distra distractions, all the distractions, distractions basically, yeah, the right. noise, right? They call it the noise, and you can just train and recover and eat and sleep, mm. right? Which is, and it gives you that 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 um, that performance boost because you can train so much harder, you recover so much better, which yeah. feeds back into a. A lot of people think that like you go and you, you 
since you have eight hours of, of, of time in the day, you'll just spend eight hours of writing, right? But you can't do that. No, no, you, yeah. You've yeah. got to maybe four and four or, or the recovery. To Correct, yeah. So you got to recover a little bit for us. So the recovery is just as important as a, as, as, as a training, right? You know, uh, because like I said, if you, know, if you recover better, you can basically do, do a, this, a, a bigger session the next day. Yeah. The quality is better. The quantity can be better. Uh, and it involves basically just not doing anything outside yeah. riding. It's like going for a three-hour ride in the morning and then going for a full eight-hour of work yeah. and then trying to do the same thing the next day. Dehydrated, you know, you're, you're tired. So basically, you just have to uh, ride your bike as hard as, as well as you can, not as hard as you can, actually, mm -hmm. as well as you can um, based on the program. Yeah. And then you get off the bike, you, you hydrate well, you, you, you fuel well, and then you just put your feet up mm -hmm. and you just try not to move. What's the saying? If you, if you can... Don't stand, sit. If you don't sit, lie down. Or yeah, something like exactly. That. Yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can, if you can sit, don't stand. If you can, yeah. if you can, uh, basically uh, lie down, don't don't sit. Yeah. So on and so forth. So you and then you just try to sleep as, as much as you can because sleep is the core tenant of, of good recovery. Yeah. Uh, and you get up and you repeat it the next day. So how many hours of how many hours of, of training is a training camp? Uh, on the bike is about twenty, okay. and then you have. Uh, strength and conditioning sessions of, of about an additional three hours on top okay. of that. Um, so you're doing about anything from, from 23 to 25. When I was doing it full-time for uh, this year's SEA Games, uh, basically I was, sorry, last year's SEA Games, I was doing up to like 30 hours a week um, of, of training. Yeah. yeah. Just on the bike and, and, uh, and, and, and gym, gym. So 2019 SEA Games, was that a success for you? Like yeah, you, I, I you did so. what you wanted to do, and absolutely, yeah. Okay. I, I actually, I mean, I didn't win anything personally, but yeah. I felt like I, I did what I set up to do, in that I helped Chun Huat with uh, played a part mm -hmm. in Chun Huat's medal. He was third. Oh, he got a medal. Yeah, he was third in the road race. Nice. Um, and I was uh, in the in the in the break of the day with him, yeah. uh, and I basically just rode as hard as I could within the break to to, to maintain the uh, advantage and said bye to him at the bottom of the climb, and yeah. he took off uh, <clears> and and just extended the, the lead over the main peloton uh, as much as possible yep. uh, and he made, held on for third nice. um, and and I, I felt I did my Job, job. Job's done, yeah. Yeah, so I was I was happy that he, he won, he created history for Singapore and, and that he That's great. won the first medal since 20, uh, in 30 years. So that was just before COVID and then yep. fast forward two years, which is supposed to be the SEA Games 2021, mm. became SEA Games 2022. Because it was... Um, but you did better in that. How? Run, run through that two games for us. Oh, yeah, so, that, so basically, uh, during COVID, I hardly touched my bike because I was, you know, just... I think COVID affected all of us differently. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I, I stopped riding. I just, it was just the long. whole... Uh, it was just hard for me mentally to, to ride a bike because, you know, you just leave it as that. Um, and then the, Shane Bannon, who's the, the current high performance director, came on board. Uh, and Shane's a, a great guy, uh, both on and off, in a professional setting and a personal setting mm -hmm. and I think you should yeah. find the time to get him on your podcast I think he's great sure. but basically he came on and uh, he uh, what and the SEA Games is actually a very important thing for, for the local sporting scene like, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, on, not, not just cycling right and, and I think I think SEA Games in general feeds like if you're a table tennis player for example you're a table tennis right if you do well in SEA Games it opens up so much so many yeah. other options right yeah. so it's like regionally if you you might do great overseas, but if you come back and do get a medal at Sea Games, it's yeah, huge. Basically, yeah, in, in the eyes of the government, of policymakers, yeah. you know, I think the Sea Games is one of the major games, major games. You know, that's what they call it. Uh, <coughs> apart from the Asian, Asian games, games and Olympic games, so meddling and getting a result at the Sea Games and doing well at the Sea Games 
has massive impact both individualist and athlete but also for the sport yes. because a lot of funding is predicated on how well the sport does at the SEA yes. Games whether you know brutally uh, whether you like it or not it's how, how many medals you get right? Yeah. and also the qualification is based on the plus SEA Games as well Correct. or something like that yeah right? and you have to, you have to qualify you, 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 it's not an automatically shoe in, automatic shoe in for the SEA Games you know like you have to qualify for the SEA Games and then you have to do well at the SEA Games to get something out of it mm. So I think Shane, Shane came on board and he and the first thing on his list was to was to do well at the SEA Games for, for the sport in cycling. Uh, and he and he just basically reached out to the athletes and he yeah. um, and obviously knowing my history, he wanted me to come on board and do the SEA Games. Uh, and at the time I was actually in a bit of a transition in that I was about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also looking uh, with my job as a podiatrist, I was looking to move on to a, to a different role. Yeah. So I kind of tried to time it well for myself. I wanted yep. to basically um, do the C, uh, have have my kid right, mm-hmm. uh, who was born in October twenty twenty one, and then um, finish my role at hospital in yep. in January, and then I I signed on for a different role, uh, which is actually this private job private yep. job I'm working in now uh, that was supposed to be started after the SEA Games mm. so I was going to do the SEA Games first so you have a little bit of time on your hands correct look after the baby train go to the SEA Games and then start another life after correct that. yeah so quit my job then decided to uh, train full time for the SEA Games for three months yep. and then do the SEA Games and then move on to like my, my next role professionally um, so uh, and like 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 I how I approached the thing I think SEA Games I said look you know if I'm gonna do it I'm all in uh, yeah. once in a lifetime again yeah. <laughs> I'm all in <laughs> so let's go full gas and 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 just give let's throw the kitchen sink at it right because uh, and do it full time and as as well as I can and you got so, a bronze right I did get a bronze in the criterium so, yeah, in the criterium and I was actually fourth in a road race as Oof. well yeah so the, the the funny thing you say that because I you know like if you ask me before the SEA Games look you know. Uh, that SEA Games you said look you know you can fit, come out come back from the SEA Games 3rd uh, and 4th mm. a bronze and a 4th and uh, after the SEA Games will you sign on the, on the dotted line I'll be yeah. like you know yeah. sign me up straight away right like, yep. man it's a bloody medal right and yeah. how, how awesome is that but then I actually went away from the SEA Games feeling like I lost two gold medals because mm. you were you were it was like right there right yeah I was, I was literally in the in the final move for both the SEA Games and uh, both the karate and the road and the, um, and the uh, road race uh, but due to um, the lack of racing know-how, mm-hmm. right, um, uh, and some mis- tactical mistakes on my part, physically I was right up there with the best guys. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was probably a bit too strong for my. So own you life feel team. like something that you did that you didn't get the goal, not something that they did that got them the goal. Yeah, uh, you can't. I think it's, 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 it's not black and white yeah. like that, right? I think I think <coughs> they are class riders in their own right. But I think if I was smarter back then, uh, knowing the lessons I, I knew in hindsight now, I would have played differently and maybe the chance uh, mm-hmm. it would have turned out differently. Yeah. But basically, but then I, it's so, so hard to Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Second so I don't take any, anything away from them because yeah. I think they, the, the riders who won uh, and, and placed above me were, were amazing riders in mm-hmm. their own right, right? Uh, but basically, I walked away feeling as if like, I lost two gold medals rather yeah. than winning a bronze in a, in a fourth place. So that gave you the fire to go even harder for the next six games? So, yeah, so it gave me the fire to actually then go back to my... Uh, to, to then bite the bullet and say look I want I want to actually um, uh, continue this full-time cycling thing yeah because I think that um, it was only it was it was I think the first time ever that the SEA Games were back-to-back because of, of yeah. COVID yeah um, and if it was also, the turnaround is only a year right so correct instead of two years keep that form add to the form so hopefully get yeah. higher and come yeah. back yeah exactly so, and 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 basically what also surprised me was that despite me only training full uh, full-time for three months I was already already at a physical level as with the other best guys in the region who were like 
full-time professionals and they've been racing mm. the entire time when I was, uh, you know, working. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, during, yeah. Even during COVID, within the Thai, Thai yeah. uh, in Thailand, in Indonesia, in Malaysia, they were still doing their own domestic races. Yeah. So I was a bit surprised actually at the level I got to and that gave me the impetus to, 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 want, to want more. Uh, and, and I decided to put off my job my job offer and, mm-hmm. and which was a bit scary at that point because as you would know in Singapore yeah. you know uh, sport is always seen as a hobby and, 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 yeah. and uh, uh, yeah. this is uh, like, this is actually a can of worms I'm not sure how, how, how deep you want to go into this um, but I'm basically giving up a, a, uh, a amazing opportunity at a, uh, amazing opportunity both financially and, 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 yeah. and career wise to basically gamble on gamble on sport which, which which hasn't happened and, yeah. and it's something like a viewed as like a passion project. Yeah. But I obviously felt differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just didn't want to have any regrets. Yes. With, um, uh, in whatever I did, right? Because uh, actually my wife helped me make this this decision, you know, she said, look, you know, at, at the point when we were mulling about it, she said, look, you know, if you didn't kick on and do this next SEA Games, would you actually regret it? Uh, wait, 10 years down the road, right? Yeah. Uh, and she, and or 20 years down the road, and, and or when you look back, and I was like, yeah, I'll regret it. And she's like, you know, uh, then you should do it. Mm-hmm. And and it, and I must actually give uh, f- full credit to her f- yeah. for, for supporting me. Off it's the not bike. easy. It's, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. now got a she's got a newborn baby, and then she's yeah. You're full not, time, you're she, not works, con- she works full time. Yeah, you're not contributing yeah. financially as much as you used to. Correct. Yeah. So so she she and I could only have done this because of her. Yeah. Um, yeah, literally because of her. Uh, so so I decided to kick on and, and, and do uh, the 2023 SEA Games in Cambodia yep. and uh, as a full-time athlete and to just give him 100% and, and to, to whatever the result I could just walk away and say look, I've, home. Yeah, I've done, I've done, done all I could and, uh, and there's no regrets so how did that go how did it go you didn't didn't get a medal. I didn't get a medal. I finished fifth and sixth. Okay. Uh, I was so still close again, close again. Uh, yeah man that was uh, it pains me when I talk about it now but <laughs> I'll leave it as uh, yeah. yeah uh, I was in the final in both the criterium and the road race. I was in the in the final move. Yeah. Um, and I was uh, and I just missed. I missed out the uh, the and I missed out the medal. I lost it in the sprint for the for the criterium. Mm-hmm. And in the road race, basically, I I went I went for a, a bit of a hail mary at one 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 kilometer oh. to go because I think they were the, the the other riders were better sprinters than me. Yeah. Uh, so it's like if. You can either ride them to the line and be outsprinted, or you can take a yeah, chance. Or, or, yeah, I'll take a chance and, and basically uh, count on the, on the hesitancy yeah. of 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 the, of the riders of the other riders on them wanting to keep keep their legs fresh for the yeah. sprint and letting me go. And then in you know in a couple of seconds time, uh, I'm, I'm I get I, I get too big a gap to close, and then I, I could have hold held on, uh, which I did. Um, and I, but I was basically, so I went with a K to go in the road race. Um, it was just eight of us left, you know, uh, it was, and, and it was a wet, wet, rainy, rainy day around uh, Siam Reap, Cambodia. It was one K to go, uh, and I went full, full, full gas. Yep. And then reeled this corner in the wet, and, you know, I, I remember telling myself, I crash, I crash, but, you know, I just had to go as hard as I uh, fast as I can around this corner. Hopefully, the other riders miscalculate and they yeah, crash, crash or, yeah. or you know, or, or they would hesitate and, and break more than I did. And I held it upright and I just went as hard as I could to the line. And then I just remember, like I could see the the, the meter uh, markers coming down, seven hundred, six hundred, mm. five hundred, you know. And I just said, "Don't look back. Just keep going yeah. as hard as you can." Head down. Head down. Um, and for some reason, like this 
Vietnam, this rider from Vietnam who ended up didn't get, didn't not getting a, a medal in, in, at all because he's also not a sprinter. He decided to just bring the the bunch back to us. Oh. Uh, so I, I just take a quick look back to see him like putting his head down, chasing me, uh, and I was just couldn't understand. But I was like, I was like, look, you know, just just keep going. So I was, it's well, he was doing the same thing. He knew he couldn't sprint, so he was probably yeah, but but his own correct, yeah, but basically he was just working for the sprinters in yeah. the end, right? Yeah, because uh, because he's just dragging the sprinters to the line. And then with 300 to go, I saw I saw the, the, the front three of Ameru, who was the Malaysian guy who, who ended up winning, uh, poked past me, and then he was and he just came past me. And then it's so hard when you're cycling when when someone passes you, they're already it's too late. You, you, and I was just like my heart was like 186, and I was just like just uh, lactate lactate everywhere, and uh, basically just finish finish six. And the guy and the guy uh, the Vietnamese guy who who decided to close the gap and work for the yeah. work for the the other guys you know basically uh, he finished fourth just in front of me so I, I to this day I could understand why he decided to sacrifice his own chances for the other sprinters but it's what it is it's what it is yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> that sucks okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you trained more for the, for that and you came just short again it wasn't a it wasn't yeah. the training or it was a, no I, was it a harder race was it more hills or was it i think no it was actually pancake flat mm. so for a bigger guy like me it yeah. was it would suit me right uh but you know that's the thing about cycling and it's that's what makes it so beautiful right it's, mm. it's, it's a sport that is requires like extreme endurance uh physic your physical uh performance must be at, at its peak uh, but you also need to have the technical know-how, and you need the, the race to to almost pan out in your favor. Yeah, with, with the different moves you 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 do tactically. I, I always believe you make your own luck. You yeah. don't create your luck. Your luck. Um, yeah. In in terms of you create all your luck with preparation, with with obviously being uh, as fit as you can and as tactically as astute as you can. Um, and but as it turns out, I I you know I believe I was as fit as anyone, or even fitter than, or, or as good as anyone, or, mm-hmm. or physically as fit as anyone on the start line. Um, but basically, this, uh, with the with, with the how the race panned out tactically, you know, as as a team in Singapore, uh, team Singapore, uh, and it's, this is me being honest. I think it um, we it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, um, yeah it, we basically as a team we were not on par with the yeah. with, with the other countries yeah. you know uh, on the region you know Indonesia mm-hmm. in, um, Thailand Thailand um, basically um, uh, Philippines. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to illustrate this point, right, the the three in both the criterium and, and the road race, right, the, the three medal winners in both uh, events, uh, the nations who had medals in both events, they basically had had more than one rider in the in, in the final break. Yeah. Whereas I was the only rider for Singapore. Yeah, isolated. And, yeah, I was isolated in the final break. So basically, they could. You had to cover everything. I had to cover everything. The teammates, teammates could actually um, um, work work for them in their favor, and and basically they had they just had more cards to play, right? Yeah. Whereas as a single card to play, you 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 are literally uh you just you just burning matches, you know, and they had more matches to burn. Yeah. Um, well, and this is they had two packs of matches to burn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is not not uh, uh, uh not I'm putting yeah. you know, I'm not deriding the the efforts of my teammates. I think mm-hmm. they did their best. Uh, but circumstantial maybe but you know for example Riyadh was, was sick during the sea games as mm. well uh, he so he actually made the the, the, the the main break of the day in a road race with me yeah. but he was sick and I think he did as much as he could and, and you know he woke up this morning his sinus were, sinuses yeah. were clogged so I think he just covered as many moves as he could for me yeah. and then uh, he popped with like 90 k's to go and, and so I think he did his 100% best yeah. uh, 
but the truth is that cycling is a numbers game mm. that from a, on a tactical standpoint and a team game and a, and a team game as you know uh, yeah um, as in, 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 in the biggest sense of, of that word it's really yeah. a team sport um, and maybe not as many not, not many people actually fully understand that, that word mm. uh, but basically when it comes down to the finale it, you have less numbers to play with yeah. you just don't your chances of getting a result would just be statistically less yeah. and just for context normally a sprint would be the last 300 meters correct example right yeah and you did it from a thousand meters out yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah. hope for those it really was a hell mary yeah i, I actually did a, a, the same move um bef- in this uh, before in one of one of the regional races yeah. with uh, um uh, running for singapore and mm-hmm. the tour of siak and and actually that paid off yeah and in hindsight actually that became a bit of my signature, signature move, move, which 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 uh, now thinking back. So right? anyone in that previous race, the, yeah, because I I won, I, won, I won so emphatically that yeah. that stage, right? Um, basically, I, I was I I uh, I won I won that stage, um, and, and I think the regional riders noticed noticed yeah. me doing that. So the same people in that race were so they were, uh, up against you again, correct. and I knew that you'd done it before, correct, correct. So they marked you for it. So I should, maybe I shouldn't have been a one trick pony, right? So um, yeah. so they, they 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 but it worked. It is it, it can work. Yeah. But the circumstances have to be right, and in cycling you have to be. It's always a bit of a gamble, mm-hmm. uh, and you it's very it's very tactical. Yeah. Uh, and you just have to play to your strengths. Uh, and know your weaknesses and, and, and try to capitalize on hesitancy yeah. uh, and make use of your teammates you know and get the best possible result so regional races right which is your how many regional races have you done like, which is your favorite favorite regional races and like the one in Thailand I think there's a, a bunch of them that you've done and yeah uh, favorite wow okay I was um, I always like riding in Thailand mm-hmm. uh, I have done races in Thailand from a club level to a, a pro level, yeah. a county level. Um, in, uh, in fact, the tour of Thailand is coming up for this year's edition. Uh, and I think I, I always enjoy Thailand because, you know, the hospi- hospitality is amazing. Yeah. Food's amazing. Mm. It, as riders, they treat you super well. They would not put you through crazy transfers. Uh, you <laughs> you literally finish the stage and you ride to the hotel. It actually makes a big difference mm-hmm. as a rider because I, I did a... Uh, race in Indonesia and this is nothing against Indonesia I love the Indonesians but uh, this is the tour of Singkarang in 2019 I was preparing for the 2019 campaign uh, for the SEA Games we did this 8 stage race uh, in in Indonesia the region is called Singkarang and, and every morning right, we were up at 5 in the morning jump sure. on the bus to get to the start line yeah and, to, and a 3 hour transfer to the start oh. line race 6 hours on the bike jump back on the bus uh, ride 3 hours back, back in the bus was 3 hours to the hotel and you're in bed at like 10 o'clock and you're up at Doing the same thing next day. Crazy. I think a lot of people, a lot of pros like Tour Down Under for that reason because yeah. it's like in Adelaide and each stage starts at the same yeah, spot. Yeah, so they yeah, stay in yeah. the same hotel, yeah. same bed yeah. for, for the whole week. Yeah, and, and this is not some kind of a luxury coach you're in, you know, we're in this little minivan and we're just <laughs> cramped up and it's hot and we're just like so dehydrated from and the race. Classic. You can't stretch your legs and then, you know, it's Indonesia, you know, the roads are windy mm-hmm. and the van is just railing the corners as it goes up, up, uh, goes up the mountains and down the mountains, and you're like, "Oh my, just get me there!" I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. We're going to experience good stories after that, yeah. So, 2025, the Sea Games, Thailand, actually. Have you, uh, have you, have you hung up boots? Or if Shane calls and says, "Hey, we've got a spare spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Riyadh's injured. Can you, uh, can you uh, come and uh, do it again?" Would you? Uh, I don't know, man. Would you say yes? I don't know. Or? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
I promised my wife that this this 2023 won't be the last one. It won't be the last time. I just said the last time. But I think a lot of it will be circumstantial yeah. uh, as to where I am in, in life and where I am professionally and, and the stars have to align. I yeah. think, I think you just started a business, right? So I started a business, yeah. It takes up a lot of headspace and a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. And less time on the bike as well. Mm. But um, I think it... I think it's um, it's kind of so it's, it's been it's seasonal, right? You mm. know, in terms of your 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 life journey. So mm. I think whether it's on and off the bike, you know, we go through different phases, and whether I do the twenty twenty five C games or not depends on things around non cycling related. Yeah. That, that whether whether the stars can line that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, I'm taking a step back from cycling competitively. Uh, yeah. But you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what what happens. Okay. Yeah. Um. Tour de France criterion, right? <laughs> last uh, year, not last year, last, w, the, the, first, w, the, the first, WWE of cycling. Yes. Let me just put it there. The, there. the, uh, we, the first year it was on, 2022, yeah. it, was at the, it was on the floating platform. Mm. I remember I was sitting there, I was with my son, it was stinking hot mm. and there was no shade for anybody. Mm. You were off the front from the gun <laughs> and for like 20 out of the 40 laps or however many laps it was, you were... I think I was I was out the front the entire race. Yeah, you were, yeah. How how was that? Got, got yelled at by got yelled at by Kev a few times. Uh, <laughs> you know, he yelled at me both both uh, both years. Uh, this last year and the year before. Yeah. Um, no, it was an amazing experience, man. Like yeah. like oh like it's you know you're you're just literally riding and, and racing with uh well not it's actually not a race right uh, so so to speak to put it. Uh, also, the first year I was on, um, Jonas beat. Chris Froome in a sprint. Okay, so I don't consider that to be a, a real finish, right? <laughs> it seems like it's too, like if Cavendish is in the race, those two are never going to win. But last year, Jasper beat Cav and Sagan in a sprint, which seems more plausible, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, um, you know, it's a, it's an exhibition race, let's yes. put it that way, yeah. And well, I no think, one's going to take risks. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. But, but, um, uh, but, you know, just being able to ride side by side with uh, the biggest stars of the sport, right? Yeah. And, and, and just connecting them on a human level is, is, mm-hmm. is actually pretty surreal. Yeah. Uh, both, you know, just seeing them in a hotel, talking to Jonas Fingergaard and Cavendish. So uh, they on your speed dial now, you text oh, Cam no, no, and say, no, hey, no. I just had a barbecue, no. you know, this is what I have for dinner. Uh, no, not, not at all. Uh, <laughs> but it's cool to see, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 the race itself is, is hard, right? Like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm not saying, I'm not putting it... Uh, oh yeah, you're 45 average. Yeah, exactly, right? 45.6 average, yeah. right? And it was super hot and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not a walk in the park, it's not a recovery, mm-hmm. right? Like the guys are going hard, right? Because uh, to ride that speed, you have to go at a certain And you intensity. were off the front, you were like, yeah, I was, meters off the front of a 45 average, right? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was, you know, in good nick then, and, mm-hmm. I, and I just wanted to give the home crowd a little bit to cheer about, you yeah. know, because Singapore, right? We gotta, that was awesome. yeah, we gotta show, show, show the pro riders how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, it was, it was a great experience, man. Like, uh, and I, you know, like, it just, just little things that you 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 uh, interact with with the, with the mm-hmm. riders, uh, like you know the Kev and Jonas, and this year was Pogacha and and uh, Sepkos. Sepkos, yeah. Yeah, I think the thing I took away from from that was actually just how real they are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like yeah. how human they are, and they are they're just the the the, the epitome of the human race, right? In terms mm-hmm. of the, what you can do on the bike, you know. But just to talk to them and, and connect with them on a human level, uh, you just realize how normal they are uh, and how genuine they are. Um, and it's quite nice to actually experience that, you know, they, they, they are basically the gods of, uh, of, of cycling, cycling, right? Yeah. But, if you, but when you talk to them, especially if you, take, if you 
take away all the, the, the lights, the camera, and you just talk to them like normal humans, you know, yeah. you talk like how you would with a normal human being and not try to shove a camera in their face and ask for an autograph. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just want to know more about Singapore and, and what, what the city is like. Yeah, it's, it's just like it's like any other. It's like when you came back from Australia, you want to be human again, right? Yeah. I'm sure they want yeah, to do yeah. that too. And I think, I think they, and I think also that's why they are such, like Kev is chasing this 37 um, Tour de France win, right? Yeah. Um, but I think at the core of it, he goes through the same um, emotion, emotion, emotions and experiences that normal human beings like us feel. Oh my god, the Kev documentary is oh, really yeah, powerful. Exactly. Like, and that's, I think that's why he's such a, a love figure because people can connect with him mm-hmm. uh, that way. You know, like he came back from Epsom Bar disease and yeah. he was from the he was at the top level of the sport. He crashed down, he, he got robbed at knife point. Yeah. Uh, and and basically uh, and even this 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 Additional year he's doing where he had to, uh, he was he was going to retire last year and then he had to basically broke his, his collarbone during the broke race his collarbone was to win. and 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 you know basically having to to then um, wanting to continue and he's and he said openly during the press conference that actually he would rather hang up his, his bike right and he had to basically and he wanted to spend he wanted, wanted to spend time with his family um, uh, after hanging hanging up his bike and, mm-hmm. and just being a normal human again but having to sacrifice and being away from his family so much uh, to kick on for another year and knowing what he's missing out in terms of uh, his, his spending time with his kids yeah. I think it's something that us normal human beings whether you are working on a normal job you know or, or uh, a little bike rider like me mm-hmm. uh, who wants, wants to go for this SEA Games medal can, can really relate to yeah. uh, and that's why I think so many people are actually Gunning for him, yeah. right? And I'm wanting him to break this break this record because they they they, they inspired by what yeah. he's going through, and and same with Sepp Coast as well. If if you know the underdog, right? We love the underdog story. <laughs> the car that wasn't supposed to win, and then yeah, that's great. Pretty much. So so yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. Good good to good to good to um, yeah, just interact with them and 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 right beside them and and just just love the experience and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Second time around last year, it was a better location. I feel. For spectators, it's a better location. Yeah. Was the course was it practically the same, or was it a better course? Do you think, or I think uh, it was harder, and I think uh, this is also what the riders, the pro riders, actually said. I think they felt this this year's course, last year's course, was harder mm. purely because of the uh, double happen. So you have one happen coming out of the fountain of wealth. Yes, and you, then you have one at Fullerton. One at Fullerton. So you had to break. If you are the top five or ten views going in, mm. you would be it'd be okay because you take a smooth line. You don't have to break so hard. But yeah. if you are and in the second half of the bunch, you're literally doing a full gas sprint out of the corner. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and, and you do it enough it's times. It's like a band, right? You, you, you compress and then you stretch and you yeah. compress and you stretch. Yeah, you do it enough times, you're, you just stuff up. Because you, you didn't stay off the front. You, you did for a little bit, but you I wasn't... T- I tried to. It wasn't near the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't as fit. Like, like I said, you know, this is not a walk in the park. Like you, yeah. you literally have... And this probably shows how fit yeah. those riders are. So like, they're riding in their off-season... Um, they're riding hard in, in the off-season yeah. mode. And you're riding hard in your on-season mode and it still doesn't need a lineup. Yeah, exactly right. So, so okay. um, uh, and, and even even the way they, it's not even the fitness, even the way they, they, they move within a bunch of their technical skills, mm. going around corners, you know, they just do it so much smoother. Yeah, they're they, not afraid to bump shoulders. Bump and, sh- yeah, yeah. So, so basically, uh, uh, yeah, I wasn't as fit, so I tried to put on the best show I could, but in the end, I uh, did, did, did as much as I could and then, Took a took a bit of a an, an easy um, yeah. lap towards the end just to enjoy the experience. So we'll be back next year, this I, year, this year. Oh, this oh, this year! Wow, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, because you're officially not cycling for Singapore anymore, right? Well, I'm still in the national training squad. Okay. 
but I, 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 I remember you, after that race you posted and say you posted saying that yeah I think last, it's my, my last outfit so to speak because obviously if you're not going to be training as hard mm. you're not going to be as fit mm. then obviously more deserving riders will, will step up and yeah, they, they should be given the opportunity yep. uh, so we'll see what happens um, if I'm given the opportunity again I would but at the same time I would love for the younger riders uh, to experience what I experienced yep. uh, and, and you know take, take my spot and, and, and you know go out there and, and fly the flag high yeah because once in a lifetime, again, three times in a lifetime, then Tour de France is two times. Already, so, <laughs> so give someone else a chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's a cool experience, and I think they should. They if if they deserve to experience it, they should experience it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um. So what what next for you for you? You just started the business. Yeah. Are you training as much as you used to? It doesn't sound like. No, 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 definitely not. So what's your training load now? Ten hours? No, oh, not even that, man. I, I just, I, I do the running now, just yeah, because it's, it's just easier with, with time and you get a better workout just, just running. Uh, so a bit of, I do a bit of running and I do, uh, and I just. I so if you start out. swimming, you can do a triathlon. No way, man. I, I, I suck enough at one sport. I'm not gonna, do, I'm gonna expose <laughs> well, myself. Well, that's what triathletes are. They, they're yeah. mediocre at three sports, no, so they do it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I just run just because it's just easier to, um, to, to, uh, to get a workout in. Mm. And I still like I still enjoy riding my bike, uh, yeah. and I try to get out a little bit on the weekends, and maybe during the week. I'm trying to just be able to. I'm a hobbyist now, right? Yeah. Uh, Is there a go-to group ride that you do every week, or I try to ten do, people that you ride with every week? I, I, I try to do the crazies yeah. uh, uh, every Sunday. Uh, I, I need to get back into it. I ha- I've not been doing it uh, as at all probably for the next couple of, uh, for the last couple of months because of the business and how busy I am with, with everything else in life. Uh, but I hope we get back there, and, and and it's I think it's the the best breeding ground we have uh, mm. for 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 ride for site for riders in terms of the intensity and the environment uh, within a group ride. So it's like the five o'clock longhouse ride it used to be like that. It was yeah, yeah, and and also because they changed the course, so it's a little more challenging. So it helps with the fitness, but it helps also with uh, with with the younger riders trying to get as close to a race environment as mm-hmm. they can on open roads safely, of course. Yes. Uh, and I hope to, you know, um, possibly pass on whatever I can, uh, passively or, or, or actively. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's just uh, an excuse for me to just not get fat and, and, yeah, of course. and to keep myself in a presentable manner. Yeah, exactly. So I hope to get back out there and um, I'll just do it as much as I can. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. So um, my last question is: How do people get a hold of you if they want to get a hold of you? Instagram, Facebook. TikTok. Yes, oh, I'm not on TikTok yet. Uh, I am trying to start it for my practice, uh, yeah. but I have to learn the ropes with uh, the way the algorithm works and yeah. how to film in portraits and so forth. <laughs> uh, I just go by my name on Instagram. Uh, it's Boon Okay. I used to be called Boonzuka, and I'm told that's a more uh, popular handle that, that I should revert to. I'm, you know, I'm still yeah. thinking about that, yeah. uh, but it sounds a bit wankerish to me, but I'm not sure why, why I put it up, but uh, but no, no, it's just my handle was just... Um, Boon, so Boon, with a K, and, and then, then your last name, Yo, right? Yeah. And okay. then my practice is called Podiatry Quest, so you can find us on Podiatry Quest SG. So if anyone's got foot problems, come to you. Yep, I'll yep. be very happy to help, and uh, yeah, um, we're, 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 I'm just busy with the business, so just trying to get the uh, get the business off the ground and, and, and to get it up and... We'll see how, what happens yep. with, uh, with life after that. Cool, man. And I was serious about coming back next time and doing a sort of okay. foot-related podcast because yeah, we'll like, have to. we do medical ones. We had, we had doctors on before and yep. um, we get you and Belinda to talk about yeah. you know, cyclist feed or runner's feed. Or, oh, or sure, man. I think uh, 
being a podiatrist and talking about feet is something I'm also really passionate about. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I love talking about it. Uh, it's not a fetish. Yeah. <laughs> but one, one quick thing about, about feet and cycling is that people copy shoes, people copy bikes, people copy helmets, glasses, but no one can copy what's inside the shoe because mm. no one sees it and there's no Correct. sponsors involved. So, yeah. so it's like really unknown. Yeah. So, so if we sort of take uh, unwrap that a little bit i think it'd be a really good uh, yeah really and everyone's foot shape is different right yeah so basically what works for you might be different for me and, mm -hmm. and so i can't even recommend something to you because your foot says you have a flat yeah. feet or my exactly yeah practice. so you can't take my insole and wear it and then expect the same performance result right uh you need something fairly bespoke depending on where you're at and what you need yeah uh and and as you know as a bike fitter you mm -hmm. know um the foot the foot positioning plays so much such a big role in, yeah. in, in your performance on the bike comfort but also your overall fit yeah when the feet hurt you can't ride very well exactly and i think if i'm not wrong if you start the bike fit you bike fitters always start from the feet yeah. right? the cleat position the 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 yeah. exactly right so there's a good reason for that i'm sure you can mm -hmm. you can you can definitely um, attest to that so yeah, so that's something that I'm passionate about and uh, I, I hope to uh, lend my passion towards my business and help as many people as I can. Cool, man. Thanks very much for your time. No worries, and man. I'll catch you on the road again. It's a pleasure, mate. Thank you.